Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I am so delighted to tell you that our very first episode is sponsored by Butternut Box, which is our dogs, Betty and Buer's favorite food company. So Butternut Box is a fresh dog delivery service that arrives direct to your door and it takes into consideration all of your dog's dietary needs. We love Butternut Box, not only because our dogs literally wolf it down twice a day, but because the company all started with a rescue dog called Rudy. And the brand has charity partners and they donate meals to all of their dogs in shelter. They also even donate freezers, which is amazing. And they didn't tell me to include this, by the way. This is just extra. But I love that fact about them. And it's a huge part of the reason that we love and support the brand so much. Anyway, if you want to try Butternut Box out for your dog, they will love it, I can guarantee, you can get 50% off your first two boxes with code Alex and M. That's code Alex and M. Enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome to an as of yet unnamed podcast. My name is M Clarkson and I am here with my co-host, Peter Drumroll. My co-host, Alex Light. Hi. As Em said, yes, we have no name yet. It's to be determined. But we are very excited to be bringing you this brand new podcast. It's going to be full of basically our opinions, our changing opinions, stuff that's going on in the world that we've got a strong opinion on. Basically loads of opinions. Not just ours. Not just ours, crucially, (laughs) and thankfully, not just ours, as complete non-experts in pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely want this. This is a conversation. This is a chance for us to have a conversation, for us to talk stuff through. We want nuance. Alex and I both feel, I think, that we lack a lot of nuance on social media. And often the conversations that we have are just really hard to have. And we want to find a way and a safer space of opening it up. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. And we're going to be trying to like break down shame around stuff that so many of us feel shame around opening up conversations, talking to experts and asking them your questions as well. So we're going to ask you to submit questions to each expert that we get on hopefully please come on our show <laughs> no experts arrive <laughs> i feel like we're we're like jack of some trades master of none <laughs> yeah so welcome to this podcast to be fair to be totally honest uh this podcast is not a representation of what we have planned next year we right. will be back in january in 2022 with uh, a well structured thought out potentially scripted uh, good 
podcast yeah. that we're proud of. Yeah. Uh, this, this won't be that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's basically, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of us hashing stuff out, essentially. Yeah, this podcast is a roundup of 2021. As Em said, there will be, when we return, to, so think of this as the intro episode, right? Like a pilot episode. But when we're we return... We're just basically, we're assuming that you're really bored because it's between Christmas and New Year, so you'll listen to any old shit. That's yeah. what we've been counting on for this, right? In January, exactly. we know you're busy people. You've got stuff to do. There'll be, right. You'll want to listen to something good in January and we will provide that for you. Yeah, so we actually, and, and I feel like we have a lot of conversations about really good interesting stuff that I think will be valuable to like hash out in an open forum and get people on to help us as well in the interest of being honest and candid we can speak obviously a lot you know some of the things that we talk about on social media it would be amazing to be able to talk about it uh in a more conversational way, but it's difficult because social media does like nuance. Um, yes. So that's what we're kind of really excited to be able to do here is really actually just get into stuff and talk yeah. about the things that we really struggle with on social media because it it can be difficult to have a proper conversation. So right. that's going to be really fun. We do need to stress that if nobody listens to this and if everybody or alternatively if people do listen to it and despise it we won't be back in January yeah. um, and you have to ignore everything that you heard about our big structured <laughs> plans for 2022 because they won't be ha- they will be cancelled <laughs> 2022 gonna, will be cancelled we're going to delete this episode and it'll it'll be like it'll be like all in your head yeah. you'll be like do you remember when you did that episode be like no what what, Sorry. what episode <laughs> are you okay yeah a lot of mulled wine at Christmas you okay, yeah. no, no episode happened. this will not have happened so um, you better love it <laughs> right let's get into it Okey-dokey. let's kick off 2021 let's Woo! go should we start with well January <laughs> oh my god what an, an original Reve- thought I know revolutionary you're such a trendsetter my god <laughs> I feel like you should tell someone that <laughs> But like diaries next year all starting in January. It's unreal. Wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so January, we're going to start with um, a topic that you, I know that you wrote a lot about on your Instagram, um, and that was the scandal around Zoella and the sex toys. So basically, Zoe Sugg, who is a very famous YouTuber, has a website called Zoella, and unbeknownst to them, they'd actually been included on a GCSE curriculum, but when the GCSE curriculum found out that they had a um, an article about the best sex toys on their website, they scrapped it from the, the GCSE curricula- curriculum. They dropped it. And obviously this caused a lot of controversy. It um, became a really interesting question around female pleasure and yes. the lack of conversation surrounding that in sexual education and this lit a fire in me I didn't even know like I did not know I felt so passionately about the female orgasm until like there there, there I was because <laughs> I saw this it was the front page of the times and and there were there were a few factors at play the first one being Zoe is a 30 year old or what was a 30 year old woman and to talk about a sex toy, you know, the way that it was written about was like it was like the biggest scat. Like they might as well have written the, the like letter A and scarlet on her forehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, then there was a more nuanced conversation around like, okay, well, do do parents or teachers want kids reading about sex toys? And I wrote a piece for Cosmo about it, very much on the side that there does need to be a serious change around the way that we talk about female pleasure and why, why, when you look at sexual education in schools, I mean, it's so 
lacking. Right. And something that I find in just, I mean, oh my God, there's so much. How do I even start with this? I never learned about the female orgasm. I never learned about the clitoris. I never learned at any point that women could enjoy sex. We know boys do. We know that. That's... Because when they ejaculate, right. they're done. When a woman is pregnant, she's done. <laughs> like that right. was the point of sex as far as my sexual education went. I saw a woman giving birth in a VCR video. Did you? Yeah, oh. in like 2001. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot. And that was the only time I ever saw a real vagina in school. Wow. Which is actually incredible. Which is incredible. Because that's like the purpose of women as far as school dictates. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's... Your purpose is to be pregnant. And I actually, on a much uh, heavier note, I think this is indicative of like a lot of uh, stinky shit because (laughs) if... Dead professional firm. Yeah, exactly. Um, indicative was such a good word as well. And I, then know, I just like totally just shout on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think on a on a serious note, if you don't teach a woman or a girl how to enjoy sex, then what are you teaching her? Because the, the kind of other side of that is you're teaching her not to enjoy it. And if women are, are being sent out to have sex, they don't enjoy. Right. Or girls. Right. I think that's quite a distressing message. Yeah, if it's... the expectation is that you won't enjoy it, yeah. there is a very grey area around consent and and power. And, and I find that very distressing that neither yeah. boys nor girls are ever taught how to give and how to help a girl enjoy sex. And I right. think if they don't know how to enjoy it, then they just know that they won't. And we're taught that it's going to be painful. Do you know what? I've actually never thought about that point until you just made it now. The fact that if we teach girls that, you know, there's no pleasure in it for them, that's actually really a really troubling... Isn't it? Yeah, that's got really troubling uh, consequences. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that's something... I've never thought about it like that. I can understand the parent, the parental perspective of like, obviously we don't want to teach our 14 year olds how to use a dildo, like fair, but there has to be somewhere between uh, dildo tutorials and only talking about uh, yeah. babies and, and ejaculation. And, yeah, we and need to like thing. find the gray area. Yeah. So what's the alternative? If, the, if society doesn't like women that enjoy sex, yeah. do they want women to not enjoy sex? And that's gross. Right. 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 Just like sit up and shut up and put up with it. Yeah. Just yeah. lie back. What What did they say? Lie back and think of think England. Think of England. Yeah. yeah. Most women can't orgasm through penetration alone. Right. And with that in mind, I think young boys, I suspect they'd probably want to know how to pleasure a girl. Yeah. Right. That's it's it's cool for a guy to be good at sex. Right. They want to be good at sex. And, and most boys and, and people, and I know I'm talking in an incredibly heteronormative way here, but that's the way the curriculum is, unfortunately, at the moment. But most most boys will want to be good at sex, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of important that they are, because otherwise when girls are going to be having sex, they don't enjoy. And as we've said, that's got troubling consequences. So, right. I mean, maybe, like, I don't know, like, Fingering 101 probably isn't going to get added to the <laughs> curriculum anytime soon. <laughs> but there's got to be, there's got to be a... Just more conversation around yeah. it. And like that was seemed like such a bold move. Like it wasn't like the 
sex toy article was being read out in schools, you know? It just existed on the website, which was a website for women. Yeah. For women empowerment. And that's a part of it. Like, it just seemed crazy that it was like, they were, like you say, just like, like branding, like shame across her, you yeah. know? Like, this is shameful. Yeah. And I think, but like, why, why not? Why not let that I- exist? And why not let... Particularly given how much boys talk about porn and how much that's right. an accepted part right. of our society. Um, yeah. It did feel like a massive overreaction. And or... nothing, it was a massive overreaction, yeah. And it was. it felt like a very antiquated reaction. But there is the, nothing wrong with, you know, young girls of the, you know, so 16, you're, you are when you do GCSE, right? Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with them, like, having sex toys and exploring their sexuality. If, if, like, if we acknowledge that they are having sex, which we know that they are, because how many right. shows in this... Teen Mom is one of MTV's most popular shows. It <laughs> right. is widely acknowledged that teenagers are having sex. Yeah. So if we accept that teenagers are having sex, can we please make sure it's sex that women are enjoying? Right. That's how I feel about that. Right. I agreed. And I actually think the scandal was hugely positive because it brought this out into the open. And, it, and I, I think it, it really at least like acknowledged the disparity between how we talk about sex with for men and and women, you know, and, and like boys and girls. So January was actually pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean... Also, you're not going to let me mention it if I don't mention it myself. My personal news of January, what did on. I do? I like never mentioned it. Did you... I feel like you probably <laughs> ran an ultra marathon. I, I just needed you to say we can, uh, we can go to February now. <laughs> I hadn't heard. Um, yeah, that was January. It was a pretty great month. <laughs> I was amazing. To be fair, that is really cool. I could never do it. So that was, that yeah, was quite a long cool. way. But that's fine. We can talk about February now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Feb was a big month because it was when Meghan Markle and Prince Harry confirmed they will not return as working members of the royal family, which was... A huge scandal. Huge. I can feel the heckles of people all over the place going up, even to mention that, because that was, I I found, fascinating. It was very contentious. And the conversation around it was a lot. She drew so much criticism for it. Mm -hmm. She came under so much fire. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was kind of the gossip of the moment, like how awful is Meghan Markle? Uh, It was, I thought, indicative of the way that the British press uh, spoke or could control the way we felt Mm -hmm. about certain women, and it generally is women. So I'm just going to preface this conversation by saying whatever your views of Meghan Markle are, I think to an extent, I hope that there can be some agreement that the way she was treated was extraordinary. And I remember at the beginning of the month sharing the difference in the way that people spoke about Kate yeah. for literally the same thing as they spoke about Meghan or or how rude Meghan was for having her hands in her dress pocket and then alongside a photo of, a, of the Queen. I need to find them. No, no, I, I actually remember this. So I remember this clearly. They put it side by side. So it was when they were both pregnant. So when Kate was pregnant, the headline was Kate Middleton like cradles her baby bump. And then when Meghan was pre- pregnant, it was like headlines slabbing her for like her, I'm doing quotes, constant bump holding and like she was accused for doing it for a photo op and the the contrast was so 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 stark and 
I think it was, it showed perfectly, yeah, of how they see women and how they uh, depict women in the media. I was like, I found the exact wording of a few of these. Not long, this is the one about Kate. Not long to go, pregnant Kate tenderly cradles her baby bump while wrapping up her royal duties ahead of maternity leave and William confirms she's due any minute now. Whereas... Why can't Meghan Markle keep her hands off her bump? Experts tackle the question that has got the nation talking. Is it pride, vanity, acting or a new age bonding technique? How wild is that? I'm going to keep going because there are so many of these. Go on. Step too far. Meghan Markle slammed for putting her hands in her pockets. Oh, and then just next to it is just a photo of the Queen. With her hands in her pockets. Kate's morning sickness cure. Prince William gifted with an avocado for pregnant Duchess. Meghan Markle's beloved avocado linked to human rights abuse and drought. Oh Millennial God. shame. Oh, my God. February, personal highlight. Got to mention, I got Betty. You did. My little doggy from Cyprus um, who turned our lives upside down. I thought it was, I thought, like, she's this tiny little thing. She's just going to, like, slot into our lives. And turns out we had to, like, make new lives around her. <laughs> It's Betty's world now. We just live in it. It is hundred percent Betty's world. Like she is, uh, she's got me whipped. Yeah. <laughs> I am whipped. Oh my god! Yeah, you're totally whipped. Yeah, totally they say like you have to be the alpha. Alpha, blah blah. I did. I did not bring my dog up well. Anyway, I love her. She gets lots of love. So whatever. So do you. Um, Betty exactly. humps a lot. Yeah, I get a lot. You of get love. a lot. I get a lot of love. love in the form of constant humping. Um, um, February was also kind of a big one uh, on a um, yeah. for, for my uh, neck up. I yes. my and my jaw was broken. You had a, a super traumatic month. Yeah, fe- yeah, a super tra- a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it lasted. Yeah, it was like way longer than a month. Because yeah. I remember meeting you not long before you had it, and you seemed quite like blasé about it. You were like, yeah, it's an operation. Like I, I don't think it'd be so great. Chill. I took six days off work. Six I literally days. I didn't take anybody to my pre-op meetings because I was so chill. I was like. I, I know someone's going to ask what happened. It's called, I can't even, I don't even know what the surgery's called. It's a yeah. really long word, like a bag, blah, 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 blah. And cool. um, yeah, that's the technical term. I don't know what they, <laughs> I don't know what they abbreviate that to. Um, but yeah, they had to break my top jaw and then reset it. They broke it into three places, literally with a, like a hammer, as it turns out. Like they really, Oof. they give you a conk. Uh, and yeah, and then they reset it and then they just like put like a whole load of like plates and chains and wires and stuff and then they put it back together again, Oof. which was fine. I totally, I was really chilled and the surgeon was like, okay, like, <laughs> are you, you're going to be all right? Like, it's, you know, and, I was, and he was kind of like, kind of pushing me to take it a bit more seriously and I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. So I took Alex once, but like I to one of my, my, my fiance, but I, I didn't take, I don't know, I was really chill. And then because of COVID, like I took myself to the hospital um, which was weird as well. So I just like just drove myself. Well, no, Al drove me in and then just like left me. And I just like waved him out the window, took a final selfie of my face. And then I was like, okay, I thought it would be like a two hour operation. It was like eight. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor Alex. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be two hours. And then he's like, and then I kept being like, I think I'm going to die. And he was like, you're not going to die. And I was like, well, you're going to feel like an idiot if I do die. And then <laughs> after like five hours, it's still no word. He was like, fuck, she was right. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah. What a way to go. At least I'd have been like, uh, vindicated and be like yes I, I knew <laughs> it <right>. um, <laughs> yeah and then it was huge yeah and then I it uh, was huge yeah then they wired my jaw shut for like a casual six weeks I looked like a bower bun you could literally couldn't put anything in your mouth 
No. <laughs> it was shit. It was so it was shit. shit. Yeah, it was so bad. I genuinely, I don't know what I thought it was going to be like, but I, I just didn't, I just didn't think. And genuinely, I did the Newsbeat interview about the Zoe Sugg thing, like the the morning of the operation, I think. <laughs> like I was, so, no, it was the night before. And then I said like a big tea and then like you couldn't eat 12 hours before. And then, yeah. But I do wonder, like, I feel like ign- ignorance maybe is bliss. I don't know, because I guess you do want to be prepared. But like the fact that you underestimated it is possibly better because then you weren't like worrying about it. Yeah, because I would, I'm such a, and, and before my life coaching, and we will get to my life coach to be a guest yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. But before my coaching, I'd have, like, I wouldn't, I'd have had the worst like few months in preparation for that and I'd have completely but she just kept saying to me it's like well it's happening like it's happening so do do I want to sit and spend weeks worrying about it or do I'm just going to be like you know what the surgeon needs to be more worried than me all I've got to do is lie there right like he's got the big job yeah um so I'm just going to chill you're going to have to recover from it whether you're worried about it for months before or not like yeah exactly yes yeah just buckle up yeah it was fine yeah I mean like I genuinely it wasn't stunning like it wasn't like the (laughs) best February I've ever had um but you know I felt sorry for you yeah I felt a bit sorry for me too yeah it looked horrendous um yeah the 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 operation was one thing to be fair I was on like because it was an eight hour op so I was on quite a lot of drugs which is cool um I then cool. got it was cool it was fun um there's nothing else to do it's still the pandemic on so I was like woo morphine um and then but then I got an infection yeah and that was hell if you uh don't know who I am and you want a crash uh, course introduction go and have a look on my Instagram page and there's two highlights oh my called my face and my face too and that'll bring you up to speed so on to March, and we promise to be a bit quicker from now on. This one is a bit of a heavy one. So 33-year-old woman Sarah Everard was kidnapped in South London as she was walking home um, from a friend's house near Clapham Common. So she was reported missing and then her body was eventually found and it was revealed that she'd been murdered by Metropolitan Police Officer Wayne Cousins. This was just like unthinkably yeah. horrific and women go missing and are murdered mm. incredibly frequently uh in the UK and all around the world and i think maybe for a lot of us uh sarah's disappearance and subsequent murder was and for for me it was incredibly close to home given that it is literally incredibly close to where I live Um, but I think it brought home to a lot of women the danger Mm. that we are in perpetually Uh, and I think the fact that it was a police officer that did it was just the most uh, I don't even have a word for it it's vile and that's the people that are supposed to protect us and Mm. and this launched a huge conversation on social media because you're right, it was our, it was kind of like our worst nightmare playing out, like come yeah. to life. And and Sarah was a normal woman just yeah. trying to go home, and she was prevented to do that by the very person that should have been protecting her. It was a reasonable t- hour as well that she was walking yeah. home. It was yeah. like reasonable as in it was still early. But she, like she did, o'clock. you know, and I'm going to say she did everything right. And I hate this. This this is the the conversation that subsequently happened was around the victim blaming and. Yeah the things that make this world so so dangerous actually for women and and even the way that it was spoken about was yes she was doing she was wearing she stuck to well-lit areas and she was and she was wearing bright colored clothes and she did everything right and actually it was just Mm. it didn't matter at the end of the day it doesn't 
fucking matter what women do no. because we are not safe and it doesn't matter how we behave. You can do everything right. right. And a policeman can still pull up and pretend to arrest you for breaking <gasps> lockdown rules. And, and it's just, it's a truly unthinkable thing that happened. And I found the conversation afterwards, uh, in part the victim blaming to be very distressing, but I think there was a unanimous feeling of despair. And this wasn't just online. This was in my real life with my real friends who who uh, were so close to this, geographically, emotionally. Mm. So so many women were just so heartbroken by this and terrified by this, quite rightly. And and something that was a bit horrific to see was that uh, cries of not all men uh, (laughs) echoed around the internet in the following days and weeks. And that became a really big, again, this was something that I I had nothing else to do because my face was all fucked up. So I just, I threw myself again into this conversation and I was, I found March really hard because Mm. the the, uh, comments that we we had. And it's like, we're not playing here. We're not, we're not talking about the patriarchy in the media or, you know, like, you know, the other things that we we talk about sometimes or the things that can feel perhaps... um, inconsequential we were talking about life-threatening yeah something that was so real to us and i think it was just it's the depths of winter now we're about to come and have the shortest day next week i do not leave my house no anymore no after dark i i got home to clapham common station uh actually not long not long ago uh, and i and i was with my friends and i ubered i would never have ubered from Clapham Common before, but I, I just, I, I am not safe in my own city. No, I'm terrified. And that's horrifying. It's really shit because we don't have a garden, but obviously Betty needs to go out for wees mm-hmm. and poos. So Dave, now like the moment it becomes dark, Dave has to do that now. Yeah. Alex because, always did it in our, in, yeah, because like, I'm just were, too, just too scared. Yeah. And Alex won't let me. And again, this happened again later in the year to 28 year old Sabina Nessa who was a teacher at 8pm who was murdered on the streets of London right and that was a lot because that I mean we were going to talk about that as part of September's thing but I think it's relevant for now because it happened to Sarah and there was a huge public conversation huge global global right and we begged and we talked about it and we and something had to change and we needed men to help us make it change and six months later, same again. And you know what? I'm just, I'm going to throw throw myself into this one too. Yeah, it's a few fucking weirdos. But a few fucking weirdos get away with it because they exist in a society that has allowed them to behave monstrously right. forever. Right. The and s- The system needs tackling. The system needs tackling. But the, the whole, like, not all men things thing, and, like, same with, you know, uh, echoes of... All lives matter as well, yeah. and I think it just it perfectly highlights how like humans just have this innate need to make everything about themselves. Yes, you and, know, yeah, and just because you're not about it's the nice guys that were the worst during that time. Because well, I'm a nice guy and I wouldn't do it. it just because you're a nice guy, right, right, and it was just like the lack of comprehension, all the like unwilling to comprehend or to really like get stuck in and understand the complexities around it and that it's the 
system that needs dismantling. Like it's but also, not just it's not just those those men that rape and kill. No, it's like the whole system. Well, the it's whole people who say, "Oh, well, men get killed too, and men get raped." Too. Yes, you do by other men. What we, we right. can acknowledge here right. that by and large, and yes, there are small percentages yes. of women that absolutely suck and that are terrifying and awful. Yeah. But by and large, we have to ad- acknowledge a systemic problem yeah. and it's male violence. We're not saying that because you have male privilege, you have an easy life. We're not saying no. that because because you're a man, everything's fucking golden for you by any means. Right. But you can navigate the world... Without your keys between your fingers at night. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So March sucked. That was that was a lot. Yeah, so it did suck. It was really it was really heartbreaking. And it did bring it very it just hit very close to home, I think, mm. for a lot of us. Um April the pubs opened, so we were kind of uh too Busy drunk. or too drunk <laughs> to read the news. Drunk to read the news. That was the first outing I took my new face on after my operation. Oh yeah. The Pabia, sat outside. Yeah, had a pint. And got really tiddly because I was like, ah! never used the word tiddly in my life. But tiddly. I didn't hate it. Got so tiddly. So we're going to skip over April. Uh, you'll be pleased to know. And moving on to May, which brings us to Billie Eilish's Vogue cover. And she was wearing lingerie. She was wearing like a um, a corset. Yeah, it, it was, was classy. Like yeah. it was a body. Bodice. She looked amazing. A bodice. A bodice. A bodice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've never had to say that word before. But like it caused this uproar because she has like in the past um, talked very openly about her desire to wear baggy clothes and to not be objectified for her body. Mm-hmm. So a reasonable request from a child. A literal child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so please, I'm a teenager. Don't objectify me. Um, <laughs> what, boo, boo, what, a, <laughs> what a diva! Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, what a dick. <laughs> um, so it caused some controversy because lo- the press was like, "Oh, she's you know sold out. She's gone back on her, on herself, and you know back on her morals and her values, basically because she's well, wearing lingerie." Specifically, the Daily Mail ran a headline that said, proof that money can make you change your values and sell out. Billie Eilish shocks fans by swapping baggy clothes for lingerie in vogue despite years of vowing to hide her body. I corrected that. Two, proof that women can change their minds and reclaim autonomy over their bodies. Billie Eilish shocks fans by swapping baggy clothes for lingerie in vogue despite years of being an actual child. Because... (laughs) Something that I found fascinating uh, was that Billie Eilish was a teenager. Mm. Is a teen? Is she still a teen? She's nineteen. So she'd worn baggy clothes forever, and then uh, she decided, upon becoming a legal adult, uh, to 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 do a to just try a different look. I swear to God, if you could see the different looks that I have trialed (laughs) over the last few years. Um, you'd be horrified. I've done a lot. What a vile headline. Proof what? that money can make you change your values and sell out. She, anything can make you change your values for what it's worth. That's the, but anyway, that's stupid. It's so it's disgusting. Vile. Like, Despite was... years of vowing to hide her body. She, she, the fact that she, let's be real, right? When Britney Spears was 17, she lay on a bed, this is not her fault, 
that this is not a, in, this is not blaming Britney. Any no shame to Britney. It's just something to acknowledge. There was a photograph taken of her lying mm. on a bed yeah. with children's bed sheets on the cover of Rolling Stone, and it was like come for a tour of Britney Spears' childhood bedroom or something. Right. And she was in lingerie. Right. That is what we expect in this society from teenage right. girls. Right. That is how we look at them. It's fucking weird. So she hid her body for years because she will have known full well what happens and what category you get put in as a young woman if you wear less. Right. Right? And then the actually the other article, and I remember this happened a few months before actually in 2020. Do you remember? There was a photo yes. that the paps got of her yes. in a vest. Yeah. And the way the world went mad. Yeah. For that image, everyone was like, <gasps> like, oh, oh she's this, she's curvy, she's got really big boobs, she's this, right. she's this. People called her fat, people said that, you know, people said all sorts about her. And it's like, what is happening? You've got a, a child in a vest and you've all got, you've lost your mind. <laughs> Literally, yeah, chill out. And then she did an, inc- in my opinion, uh, an incredibly classy, like that Vogue Clap shoot back. was unreal, wasn't oh, it? The- Just even... Yeah, and and you know what? I had a lot of, of heated conversations with people in my DMs about the Vogue cover, but not for the same reason as your post. So, you know, a lot of people were saying she looked so much bigger in the in the pap photo, the one of her in a vest. Like, I feel like she's just tried to make herself look thin for the Vogue cover. I feel like she's you know she's selling out in that sense, and. Uh, that got me so <laughs> furious, like so fucking mad. Like that is, it, she, she was in, it was a completely uh, unstaged, unedited pap photo. She had her hair scraped back, like no makeup on, compared to the cover of Vogue where she's got her hair done, her makeup done, she's wearing a corset, like, and she can look however she wants, like that, to, to put the the onus on her to then look a certain way or to continue to be honest it's what to continue looking in their opinion less like it's like they didn't like that she looked good which is right yeah weird yeah but the whole thing it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have been any of that because it's her own autonomy it's her own body it's her own she can do this and she might hate it and she can go back to wearing a woman can be guys this is like hold on to your hats because i'm gonna make a big point here. oh my god a woman can be more than one thing she can have (laughs) other dimensions she can contradict herself she can be hypocritical she can change her mind and get this one please she can change it back again no, I know, huge. The the box that we put women in is so insane, and then that's it. You can't get out of it. Unlucky. We've categorised you now. You wear baggy clothes. Don't even think about changing your mind. This is how we handle you. you a woman can either be pretty or they can be um, good at singing, or a woman can be pretty or they can be funny. Uh, and you, yeah. Billie Eilish, you you are going to wear baggy jumpers. We can't handle you like this. So. It's actually laughable, isn't it? It's yeah. laughable. Like those headlines are laughable. But what what shocks me is the fact that we went like collectively for so long not questioning and not challenging those headlines. Like 
it's only with the, you know, the social media, like there's a lot of like, oh, social media is really bad. But actually, like a lot of good has come from social media. And that's us being able to like steer our own, like steer and create our own narratives now rather than just going with the narratives from the press. But a few years ago, I probably, you know, headlines like that, I probably would have just read them and not... I'd have been... I'd just taken them in. But I'd have been a bitch. I'd have been one of the... I know it. I will literally... I want this podcast to... There will be times when I admit to shit that I've done in the past. Everyone's going to be like, ooh. Yeah. Cancel her. Because I would have had these ones. I would have been so like, oh, yeah, well, that's just slutty. That's attention seeking. That's that's just they're selling out i would have believed that if you're fed the same thing over and over again we have right. been brainwashed it's conditioning it, we have been conditioned yeah. to dislike women to dislike powerful women and women making their own decisions and women going their own way and women doing things not for male approval but because they want to and being autonomous i found this the obsession with what billy wore before mm. vile like, oh, what's underneath her baggy clothes? What's under? What you're hiding? What you're hiding? A child's body. That's what she's fucking hiding. Why are you digging around? It's weird. And then she takes it off, and everyone's angry. And it's like, what would you have had her do? Had her do? What would you have had her do? It just it highlighted that whole thing to me that you cannot win. I might be missing something, but like Justin Bieber has been incredibly famous for years and years and years now. And has anyone ever commented on what he wears? Like, I mean, I really? probably have to be like, what? Are those? But has it ever made? <laughs> um, has it ever made global headlines? No, you no. Know? I it's wouldn't. Wild. Be, uh, yeah. Like she can wear whatever the hell she wants. She's famous for her music, but it, it, it again, it's it's part of this systemic problem that exists against you know uh, with with women, and that they have to yeah, like you say, like look look a certain way, be a certain way, but that you can't win. Like, ultimately, no, you, can't you can't win. You can't win. None of these women that we've talked about could have won. There no. is no... I mean, no. you can win. They can win personally, and I hope they feel like fucking winners. I hope Billie Eilish is sitting in her mansion... Exactly. ...surrounded by the classiest <laughs> fucking clothes she wants, feeling Having like the last a true laugh. winner. Yeah. yeah. But societally, she can't win, and right. that's annoying. Yeah. I'm like, why can't we let women win? Why can't we? Yeah. We don't want to see that. Yeah. And it's so annoying. So, May, personally, like a couple of things. My nephew was born, which was amazing. And I love oh. him. I'm so obsessed with him. He's called Louie and he's like the cutest thing ever. And so, yeah, that was really exciting. And then, like, London launched. Oh, um, yeah, Alex brought out a swimwear collection, yeah. which turned into a loungewear collection yeah. later in the year. It's been wild. A lot more work than I had anticipated. <laughs> Underestimated. That's a, that's a common trait between the two of us. Yeah, I think so. Underestimating so. things. I just go ahead with things. I'm too impulsive to like actually think about things. And then I'm like, wow, that's, I, I sign myself yeah. up for a lot here. Here we are. But it's gone really well. Um, anything for you personally? I was supposed to get married in you May. Were. You were. So I had a predding. I had a pre-wedding. Love that. The restrictions had eased so that you could have 30 people outside. Okay. So I had, we had our bride and groom party. Just basically. Yeah. Fucking awkward. You're not top 30, Alex. I think you just I've only held on to that, that for a few yeah. months. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. We had just the bridesmaids and the ushers, which was actually really cool because we nice. I hadn't seen anyone since my face. But it rained the whole time, so that made me feel a bit better about okay. the fact we'd actually had to postpone. So, yeah, I wore Dot Martens. I wore Love white. It. Oh, it was very nice. Your dress was very nice. Yeah, it was well. my mum's from like the 80s, 90s. So, yeah, so cool. Um, so, yeah, didn't get married in May. That was May yeah, for me. <laughs> That's your highlight. Didn't get married yeah, in May. Yeah, didn't get married. 
Uh, so June saw Love Island start back up again. We did an interview for the Metro, didn't we, about the we glaring did. lack of body diversity in the lineup. That's when we realised what surprise, a good duo we were. I know, yeah. We um, bounced off each other. We were like, oh, this, this is stunning. We're great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should do this like for a job. <laughs> and here we are. Um, Yes, so it was uh, incredibly lacking in body diversity, which is wild because they know by now that we want body diversity, but they just wouldn't give it to us. No. Uh, so that was upsetting. And actually, I said at the beginning during the interview and and on my social media, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to watch it, and I love it, and I, it's a like guilty pleasure, and I shouldn't love it, but I do." And I started watching it, and I fucking hated it, and I just thought, "No, I'm out." Yeah. And um, yeah, for me, it was. Uh, it, I just had enough. I just, um, I just, I just had enough of it, to be honest. I, I, I have to admit that I did, I did watch it. Yeah. For me, it's something that's just like it's such easy watching. Yeah. Like I just switch off, and yeah. I did get a lot of backlash for being like, "Well, you openly, you spoke about it against it openly, so like, why do you watch it?" And like, fair enough. <laughs> but, but also, also, be a flawed person. Be a flawed right, person. Right. Exactly. You, you, I mean, you're not. This is. Well, like I am a deeply flawed human being and uh, it's annoying that we're not allowed to give space to this um, <laughs> right. horrifying character traits to our contradictions media. you know yeah, exactly like yes I totally I did I did not agree with the program as in like I, I thought the body diversity was shit and it, it perpetuates a really harmful message to young women but sometimes like I just enjoyed it and I yeah. like to like just switch off from but work and not think about anything very telling of something we actually said in the interview at the time there has to be an element of personal responsibility with this. Yeah. For me, it didn't work for me. Actually, not because of the body diversity, particularly, but because I just feel like the shine has gone or the the lighthearted enjoyment that I took from it uh, very right. much ceased. But I mean, the show has obviously yeah. been surrounded by tragedy. Um, right. And Caroline Flack. Caroline Flack uh, obviously dying and, and two of the contestants. I don't yeah. know if it's going to carry on, you know. I don't Love know Island. how it can. To be honest, I don't know about the viewing figures from this year, but I, d I d don't feel like it was talked about that much. No. We've all had a lot on, to I be know, fair. I know, I know. And, and we were allowed out in June. Well, July, actually, because it's pushed back, wasn't it? So July the 15th yeah. or whenever we were allowed out again. Yeah. Um... But yeah. but yeah, I just I just loved it for escapism. But I, I didn't love that's... it. I wasn't watching it like I love it, but it was just my slice of escapism. But I think that's great. I think when we talk fine. about heavy stuff, you know, like day in, yeah. day out, sometimes I'm, and I'm lucky that I can switch off from that. I know that, but yeah. I do like to just switch off sometimes. And, and that's fine. Like, I just and watch I think shit. the thing is, we said at the time, it's like I, I actually did a post about it. So it's fine to love Love Island, not at the ex but not at the expense of loving yourself. And I think yeah. that's what I mean by personal responsibility. If it makes you feel like shit, which it was making making me feel like shit. That's why I didn't yeah. watch it. And what would have been foolish is if I'd have watched it knowing that I wasn't enjoying it. Do you know what right. I mean? So I right. think there's an element of that to be had with all these things because we do get very angry on social media. We're like, oh, well, this shouldn't be happening. And, this, and it's like, well, it is. So the qu the choice then is what you're going to do. And it's, again, it's the thoughts. It's, right. it's what you're going to do about it. You're going to watch it or you're not. Yes. Um, yeah. Because that's ultimately the decision that you've got to make. So yeah, and look at us—we made different decisions, and we're still go. friends. I was oh, wow, amazing. <laughs> um, I've just got to forgive you for not being invited to the prodding, but it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Never getting over that. <laughs> Kidding. Um, in July, we had the Olympics in Tokyo, and gymnastics superstar and defending Olympic champion Simone Biles withdrew from the individual competition to focus on her mental well-being. 
And while many praised her for this and for putting, you know, for prioritizing her mental health, she also drew a lot of backlash. Why do you think she got a back? If we could like look at a pattern of 2021, like if we learn anything by halfway through the year, why do you think this woman deciding what she wanted to do with her own body um, and her own mind and laying her own boundaries down? Do you think um, that might have had something to do with how she offended everybody so much? I'm Did it a, seem like a reasonable reaction from this world? Extraordinary. Excuse me, like, what does she owe anyone? She, it's extraordinary. I, I, and I she's guess, American, isn't she? She's American. And all the English people were like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. it's like, mate, arguably, it's a good thing. I guess who spearheaded it's, the British criticism? Oh, my God. Does this name begin with P? It does. <laughs> it does. Extraordinary. Penis Morgan. <laughs> Extraordinary. It's a British, <laughs> like, it, it's in our best interest to have arguably the best American gymnast pulled out of the competition. But no, no, we don't care about any of that. Any, we don't care about that. We just hate to see women making their own decisions and prioritising their own mental well-being. It is a deeply upsetting thing. It's disgusting. It's How dare vile. she? So Piers Morgan tweeted, are, air quotes, mental health issues now the go-to excuse for any poor performance in elite sport? What a joke. Just admit you did badly, made mistakes, and we'll strive to do better next time. Kids need strong role models, not this nonsense. So much to unpick there. So much to unpick. So much to unpick there. But I love that he's putting that on her. Like, you have to be a role model. You're not being a role model. But also, did he not leave an environment not two months earlier that didn't suit him? Because he was losing an argument. Yes. Just admit that you're losing. Just grow up. Just admit that you're losing. Fuck, it's so annoying. So So annoying. annoying. So annoying. It it was, I thought, personally, an incredibly cool thing to do, to prioritise your mental health, to do something that you don't want to do. Basically, what he's saying is, like, he's sort of reverting back to that old, like... Uh, just sm- slap slap a smile on I'll tell you what and it just is get as on well, with it. But it's lie back and think of England. Right. So she doesn't right. like it, but she's going to have to do it so anyway. so incredibly damaging when it comes to mental health. And that's the reason that male mental health particularly is so bad because, you know, they are expected I- encouraged to tough, you know, yeah. toughen up. Yeah. And that's what he's saying, toughen yeah. up. And then, he's, and then he's talking about role models. And actually, I think the best thing that she did and could have done is say... I'm not participating. I'm pulling out because of my mental health. I'm prioritizing her mental health. And it just goes to that's, you know, what a great role model. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So there you go. But then again, I mean, it's literally same shit, different day. Like, extraordinary. I know. These women, I just wish they'd stop making up their own minds. It's so (laughs) exhausting. Did you not think we're tired from all this backlash? We have so much to do, the great British public. We have so much to moan about. (laughs) If these women could just be quiet, we could all just live a much happier life. (laughs) Oh, hang on. Can I just talk about my personal two things? It was my birthday in July. That should have have been number one. Nice. Okay. Um, Yeah, that was fun. And we had our first hag event in July, which is the hags and my havagos. Um, and we ran a 10k. A bunch of us went to London. We ran a 10k. Was it that was in stunning. July? It was July, yeah. That's crazy. A bunch of us, mine as Alex, ran a 10k. But she so watched sorry. the 10k. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it was really. <laughs> you wore the t-shirt. It was a great day. July, woo! Cool. Yeah. This actually has gone on for far longer than we anticipated. Should have scripted it. <laughs> <laughs> Approximately two hours longer than uh, we anticipated. We so. have been asked to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> we're only halfway through the year and we're already being told that it's far too long for a podcast. So we're going to make this into a two-parter. 
Sorry. <laughs> you're welcome. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so welcome. Um, please come back. Can't, yeah, I bet you can't wait to hear what happened in the second half of 2021 as if you didn't just live it. <laughs> We're back after a slight hiatus. <laughs> a lunch. <laughs> yeah, a lunch. Anabolicking. <laughs> yeah, we were told off for uh, rambling. Apparently we've made this really long. Um, we're on to August. So the National Enquirer, a newspaper from the US, published a feature called 50 Best and Worst Beach Bodies, in which they had two pages dedicated to celebrities that looked toned and banging and flaunting their gorgeous figures. And then two pages dedicated to celebs who were rolling in the deep. No. And yeah, they said whale, having a whale of the time. Is it 2004? And they got someone, they got a doctor to um, estimate Tess Holiday's weight. Why? Because, well, it's they, a good they use printed... of medical. Like, there's a pandemic on, and that's what they're using the doctors for. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> Super useful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a picture of Tess Holiday, and they had someone, they had a doctor uh, estimate her weight. I don't, I don't know what they said, but uh, ridiculous. Um, so. There was outrage about that, obviously, and everyone was like, whoa, I thought we'd left this behind in, like, 2000, but we haven't. But it's we have still going on. Um, um, God, that's, inf- that's infuriating. It was infuriating. And I, cool. um, yeah, I did a, a big post about that. Anything personal happened for you in August? Yeah, Oh, yeah, it was my birthday in August. Sorry, I totally <laughs> wasn't listening to you then. Um, <laughs> it was my birthday in August. Um, I, do you know what? I went back through my Insta stories to like see what had happened in each month and like not that much. In August? But I, in August, I took the Myers-Briggs personality test five times and I got different answers every time. Which That's I feel, about right for you. Which I feel like sums <laughs> me up perfectly. Um, so, Literally. You yeah. need to be Alex's friend to like fully grasp it. It's a lot. <laughs> I, I have a lot. Multiple. Um, yeah, a lot you know what on. I did in August? Go on. I took off all my clothes, got painted and walked down a mirrored catwalk <gasps> yes. for Sophie T. Yes, that was cool. That, that was, was so cool. cool. What did that it? feel like? Was there any um, trepidation or like hesitation at all? Or was it just brilliant? It was a lot because yeah. it's like, and I tell you what it was. It wasn't the being naked particularly, it, and it certainly wasn't my body. Like once you, it's the weirdest thing. But when you're painted, you just become art. And it's like I love Sophie so much, and I love her art, and I love her as a friend, but I adore her as an artist. Like I just yeah. think she's, and I've loved her art for so long. And I said it before the show, and I mean it with my whole soul afterwards. Like if I could have seen the female form only through her gaze, I'd have loved myself forever because I think she makes women so beautiful with her art, like all yeah. women, all shapes, all bodies. And that that's what the being in the show felt like because like, I was just surrounded by all of these women that were just like unreal. Like, And we yeah. were art, you know what I mean? We weren't women, we weren't bodies, we were art. And it was like, yeah. so I didn't feel any like embarrassment or it wasn't any like oh just my tummy or my my boobs or it it wasn't any like worry about that there's just something um incredibly vulnerable about standing on a mirrored catwalk without any clothes on so it was just when we turned the corner to go down it was like ah and then like I'm so awkward just as an individual so I don't like I'm not like (laughs) sexy you know (laughs) so I was like what's happening <laughs> and then you stop like you know all the like the models stop and then I was like what do I do what do I do and then I started dancing and I was like why have I started dancing because my boobs were just like because I didn't have a bra on so I was like 
this is awful. I was with Georgie Swallow, <laughs> which is great. But then I was like, what's she doing? So it was a lot. So I didn't get the like euphoric moment of like, this is me. It was more just like, what the fuck? <laughs> boob, boob, help. <laughs> ow, ow. And then there's a fucking <laughs> flight of stairs at the end. And as I was going down, I was like, dong, 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 dong. I was like, oh, no, that's a lot. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot. It, it was a lot. And then you just, you had to go back through the crowds. And I literally went back past, like, my sister and Alex. and um, Not you. This is so confusing. I'm going to have to rename my fiancé. Um, yeah, went past, <laughs> Sorry, went back Alex. past Alex again and, and Kat. And it was like, ooh, like they're at boob, light, boob heights. Do you know what I mean? Like, awkward. Yeah, awkward. So awkward. So you're art and it's unreal. Yeah. But we also did it three times. Okay. Because you did it for the dress rehearsal, then you did it for the day show. Right. Then you did it for the night show. Right. So, yeah. I mean, from a body standpoint, I felt like a fucking goddess. But right. as a human, I still felt incredibly awkward. <laughs> so there's a nice balance there. I, yeah, I don't know if I could do it, you know. You could. I don't know if I could. So that was August. And then on to September. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, there was just another horrifying news story. Uh, Sabina Nessa, who was a teacher walking uh, through a park on a Friday night, was killed. And it was just the most horrifying thing to come six months after what had happened to Sarah Everard. And like we said before, you know, there was such an outcry of of a need for change. And after what happened to Sarah and with with what happened to Sabina, it just it just showed that uh, the, the problems within this society and, and how, how far we still have to go. And something that was really hard to 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 read was that between their two murders, 80 women had been killed. Um, and again, it just highlights this extraordinary injustice and danger facing women in the UK. Uh, I think we would also be remiss to mention the uh, differing news coverage right. between uh, Sarah and and Sabina. And of course, there were many reasons for that. Namely, you know, Sarah was killed by a police officer right. um, and, and, and that was in itself a horrific and notable um, story, but the silence that surrounds so many murders, particularly when they're not of of white women, is something to I've got a a statistic here that's quite stark and that there was twice as many posts on Facebook um, about Sarah Everard than there was um, about Sabina Nessa and 50% more interactions with these posts. Yeah, um, there was there is a disparity between the coverage of of the two cases, yeah. and again, that's not to take away. Like, this is not comparing what happened to these women because it's horrific. It's it's horrific. It's horrifying. Um, but just to see after we begged so loudly for there to be change, and and there was such an incredible uh, public conversation following what happened to Sarah, to just see it happen again. I I don't know about you, but I just felt incredibly hopeless at that time. And it, and that that's been a big thing this year. That that that's been a big thing. Um, I think like women's safety, yeah. Um, and a look at the media and and how we talk about it because why didn't we know the, the names of those eighty women between the two I know, girls I know. either? And and that why says a lot. It's, it's mad, isn't it? It's like it's just just so accepted. Just happens. Yeah, that was um, that was hard. On a completely unrelated note. <laughs> Yeah. Personal though, I think September was the year, uh, the month that you got bronchitis. I did, and I went away 
Anyway. Oh, we took the black. We took the uh, hags to do Blenheim Triathlon. Yeah. So I. Yeah. The that was a really big moment for me. Um, doing Blenheim Tri because, or taking the hags to do Blenheim, Blenheim Triathlon, taking the Havagos to do that because that was where the Havagos was born. Um, like I had the idea to create a community uh, like the hags uh, at Blenheim Triathlon the year before, having done the event with my sister and realised how uninclusive uh, particularly triathlon can be. So yeah, it was really it was a real full circle moment for me taking my incredible community to the to their birthplace because I, love- I did not birth them but to- <laughs> I really I actually really like that because it's like you saw a problem there at, at Blenheim there was a lack of inclusivity and you were able to go back there and do something about it that's really cool that was legitimately what of all the things I've done it's one of the proudest I've ever been because I, we fin- I did Blenheim Triathlon and I've done it before and, and then I did it with Katia, my sister, and I did realise how what a disparity there is and, and how difficult it is for beginners to get into sporting events, really, and yeah. particularly a triathlon. People there are so up their asses. Not yeah. all triathletes. My mum's <laughs> one, Alex is one, I'm one. But, you know, there, there's a type, right? And, yeah. and that type do not tend to like beginners or... Um, people in their way or whatever it is you know and I just I absolutely raged because my sister got overtaken by a by a guy and he, and he said something unkind as he went by and I absolutely lost my shit I was like hey, she's got just as much right to be here as you do we're all covering the same distance blah blah blah, blah. and it turns out we unlocked something in me <laughs> about <laughs> um about about the the way that actually just oh it's just I don't know. It's, it's the gym bros, right? Like the, the people yeah. that think they're so much better than everyone else. I'm like, mate, we all start somewhere. You know what I mean? Exactly. Anyway, ble- the shout out to Limelight because they handled it so well. I emailed the organisers and I said, look, uh, this is, uh, that wasn't great. <laughs> There's some rooms <laughs> for improvement. I have some suggestions. Anyway, and they replied going, okay, whatever you want, let's do it. And from that day, they were like, bring your girls, bring, and, and the hags wasn't even born, but they were like, whatever you do, we'll support you. And then my mum came up with the name, the ha- have a goes. And, and then I went back to Blenheim and I said, this is what we're going to do. And they said, yeah, cool, let's come. So, so to see that all come full circle and to do exactly what I dreamed of but um, that was really cool and everyone you should check out the have a goes it is really cool thanks mate yeah I, um, like I was so Alex emotional Alex is like yet to do an event <laughs> I know I'm so sorry but when I watched the 10k oh. I was so emotional at the end it, yeah, it was wasn't like it? yeah everyone was so like uplifted and it was so joyful well we also did in September we did the three peaks the Yorkshire three peaks for the Eve Appeal which is a gynecological cancer charity that I am an ambassador for and they smashed that I also yeah. could not do that as well you know because of my chest and um yeah. so my mum and Alex had to do it for me bronchitis. Uh, yeah bronchitis. Bronchitis. pretty good excuse I also yeah. I actually think what I had was called burnout <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. buy another name um <laughs> but yes yeah, so I spectated those two events but I don't know why we're wasting all this time talking about my incredible community when you went viral for your own reasons in September I, I, and yes, I did. I did. I go. I went viral, and I have to say that it. <laughs> I'm probably, very famous. <laughs> it probably brought a lot more to people's lives than the hags ever will. <laughs> I have to say, um, yeah, my uh, my heatless curls journey kind of came to a head. Came to uh, a head. <laughs> thank you. I thought of that one before. Um, yeah, I, I put these ridiculous multicolored like I don't even know what you call them. You're like like they, one of the twits. Yes. No, the tweenies. 
Yes. The tweenies. You look yes. like one of the tweenies. Or like a Medusa, but like a multicolored Medusa. Yeah, like a shit one. And a big like like uh-huh. pink and blue and green snakes coming out of my out of my hair. Basically, Alex was trying to save her hair from heat damage and she lost her dignity. I'm trying to know me, damage. Yeah, I've tried everything, but basically, as everyone tells me, every time I do, I try something else. People are like, "It's your hair type. It's just too thin." I'm like, "Okay, thanks, everyone. Let, let me live. I want to try it." Um, so yeah, I've got shit hair. I thought I could stop it <laughs> I've from got thin hair. Thanks, everyone, for yeah, telling me it's crap. I thought I could stop it from being more crap if I didn't use heat, but that didn't work out. So there's I that. actually like I wanted to try. The heatless curls, but I was like, I don't want to try because if it works, it will work for you. You'll be raging. Yeah, you've got a nice head of hair. I've got a lot of hair, but it is quite thin, also. So if it makes you feel better, I'll try it, and we can just. And if it does work, I just won't tell you. Yeah, just don't. Okay. I, yeah, or like hide me from your stories if you um, put it on stories. Yeah, I've blocked you. It get, it, it, you don't watch my me. stories anyway. To be fair, so I do. I do. I'm just busy recently. But I do. <laughs> I'm just a really busy girl. Um, uh, it's we, so, so funny with everyone, like, I don't know, within this job, you can normally be like, oh, yeah, did you catch it on my stories? And with Alex, she's like, oh, no, I've not. I'm like, just lie. Just say yes. Just yeah. say I have. Just say I know. Yeah. I'm getting back into it now, though. Into me. I just, I just got, no, but on, on, into stories, because I just got, I was just over Instagram. Like, I just couldn't go on it. It was like, it's too much. There's so much going on. I just cannot face it. Well, I mean, it. there's so much going on. Like, look how much we've just gone through. Oh, my God. I know. And, and I know this hasn't happened on Instagram. This has happened in the world. But, like... And still have to go through. <laughs> We're only in September. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's move on to October before we get another bollocking from our management. <laughs> um, so, October. Um, something that I just wrote about recently, actually, that I knew that you would have an opinion on and be interested in. Um, M. Ratter. M- Emily Ratajowski, if that's how you say it. Uh, she released a collection of essays called My Body. I don't know if you read them. I'm actually mortal because I read a bunch. Um, and I didn't read it. And I don't know why I've not read it, but I did listen to her on a podcast episode. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, the Call, Call Me Daddy. Okay. Um, and that was really good. Yeah. I've been very interested. I mean, <laughs> I've been very interested, she said, having not read the book um but <laughs> i have been i've been aware and i was following the discourse surrounding this book yeah. yeah so so basically it was a collection of essays basically around like what it means to be a woman and to be objectified for your body and it was it was shocking and also enlightening and it detailed some of her journey uh, some of her uh, the experiences she's had as a model and mm. obviously like a a person who is very uh typically beautiful Mm -hmm. and desired but there was a lot of well the discourse around it came about because it it was positioned it was marketed as like a a feminist a piece of feminism Mm -hmm. piece of feminist writing and so there were a lot of critics a lot of think pieces that came out asking can you can you really denounce a culture that you profit from that you benefit from i.e. Emily Ratajkowski is Emirata is is denouncing this culture, you know, the male gaze, the patriarchy. However, she is a cog in the patriarchal machine. Like, does can those two things be reconciled? Oh my god, we're about to spend another three hours. They in really this room. are, aren't we? Um, <laughs> what is your opinion on that? My opinion. <laughs> okay, so I actually did do a lot of research on this, and I came to the conclusion that. I don't think there's a right answer, necessarily. So I have done no research on this, and okay. I agree. 
<laughs> so I think I think the I think it comes down to like choice. So this and I, I, I feel have like a bit it, of an opinion actually. I've decided. Do you? Yeah. Okay. But so, I feel like, oh, let's go with yours first. Okay. And I, and I feel like this is similar to like sex workers, and there's obviously like a lot of sex positive um, like discourse nowadays, which is great. And I do think I think it comes down to choice, like what you. If you are choosing to be a sex worker, for example, and then that's your choice. But if if you're if you're doing it because you have to, like say because of poverty, you're being objectified. So basically, I think that she, you know, there was there was a lot of talk about whether, and obviously Piers Morgan weighed in as well about wh- whether she can be empowered by selling her body or whether she's just objectified. And I think that's personal. I think that's that's down to the personal choice because I, th- I think people can either be empowered or objectified, but it's depending on you. You see, I think that's an entirely unrealistic question in the broader sense. It's like, okay, I mean, can you? Probably can you denounce something entirely while still benefiting from it? It's, I mean, it's never going to... Damn it, it's in the grey area. <laughs> it's, it is, everything's yeah. in the grey area. Yeah. I think, of course you can. You have to be able to. Because, because her alternative is what? So, this, no, this is confused. I've confused myself. It's confusing. Because she says, okay, okay, so to be a model is to be objectified. Right. In, at it, in its purest level, because you are, yeah. you are being treated as an object, so you will be viewed and judged a, accordingly right if we accept that's what modeling is yeah but obviously what's happened to her has been harassment and judgment yeah uh and again i think to not give her the space to denounce this is her experience and it's an extraordinary experience we can't i can't relate (laughs) i've never been that beautiful. Um, shame. Yes, you are. Um, thanks. Um, <laughs> but you know, she she's in an extraordinary position, and I think it's very easy to sit down down here and be like, "Oh well, you can't do this, and you can't do this." It's right. like, yes, you fucking can. Yeah, you're not right. necessarily right, but you can do what you want. Yeah, um, and you might not be right to me, but you can do what you want. And and, yeah. and this is her experience, and if it's been and it and it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, that doesn't mean that doesn't make harassment okay. I mean, it right. doesn't matter what you do for a job. It doesn't make, uh, it doesn't, it shouldn't, harassment shouldn't be expected. Um, and again, I'm saying all of this with absolutely no fucking authority because I didn't read the book. <laughs> so I have no idea. Can you ask me again in the new year? I'll read it over Christmas. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll come back to it. But let me know, like, I'll just say where I landed on this because I feel like, I feel like I've really thought about this and like I need I need you to know okay. where I landed. Where I felt quite proud of where I landed. Okay. <laughs> so please put your seatbelts on and prepare for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can put the tray tables up and yeah. I'm ready for a clap as well after this. Just oh god, we're gonna clap with the plane hands. Yeah, exactly. We're American. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. So I think it's like there are separate issues at play. So like the first one that I talked about, like is it empowering or objectifying, like down to individual choice? And then there's another one and Another issue that people really slated her for, which is, you know, like I said before, she's a she's a cog in the patriarchal machine. Yet she aren't is, we all as is trying bar, to but. yeah she, she's she's trying to you know denounce it. And I I think this is where I came to is that she I don't think no I don't think she's 
making any great strides for women's rights or for feminism as a whole. But I don't think she owes that to us, which is like critically what struck me from all these think pieces like they were all really criticizing her as if she owed us that as if she owed us to be like the new face not the new face of feminism but to to really fight for fight for women's rights and actually she doesn't owe us that she's allowed to talk about her own experience and she's allowed to position her experience as as feminist if she wants yeah without the without the backlash of you're not does that make sense i'm actually gonna give you a little um, congratulations, yeah. Um, and I actually, to go back to that as well, on that point, I think it's a very good point because she also, and I don't know what month this was, we missed it, but when she had her baby, yeah. people had a lot of beef with her for how right. she looked after she had a kid because right. she looked too good, right? right? And I can get that that must be fucking annoying if you, yeah. if you, you know. If Triggering. You, yeah, I, I, can, I really, really can understand that. But also, she doesn't owe us shit. Right. If you want to look that good... And and in the process, inadvertently or advertently, put a whole load of mothers down. Okay. She's okay. existing in her body. She's existing. And if we allow people who don't look like that to also exist in their postpartum bodies, why can't she be allowed to exist in her postpartum body? No yeah. matter what it looks like. Yeah. And that because that that's what but it comes down to. People put too much on her. And and I yeah. think we put too much on a lot of people. Uh, people put too much on everybody. You know, we yeah. as humans, I think, put our expectations of other people are too great. Nobody in this life, this has got deep, but I'm going to stick with it. Nobody in this life really owes us that, everything. Nobody owes us everything. Right. Certain people do owe us certain things, perhaps. But yeah. nobody owes us everything. And nobody can give us everything. To expect M. Rata, supermodel and 30-year-old... 25, I don't, know, I don't even know. This is it, right? I, I, we don't even know how to pronounce her surname. And here we are expecting <laughs> the new wave of feminism <laughs> and an entirely relatable body. It's not really, we can't expect this. No. Because also my expectations of what she's going to do are going to be different to your expectations. And that fella down the corridor is going to, that fella down the corridor is going to want very different things from her than right. what you will. And she, like women all over the world, is being pulled in a million different directions because everybody right. else is putting their expectations on her. And it's exhausting. Yeah. So, yeah. Complicated, right? Complicated. Poss- potentially even a full episode by itself if we can get a, a guest what, in. If we can get M here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can okay. you DM her? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We've got the same name. Yeah, exactly. See, that how, see how that goes. I will read the book, though. Yes. I feel like that yes. might be a good starting point for this yeah, conversation. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. October, personally, I've got nothing. Ooh, October. I was, uh... Oh, I went back to... i tell you what I did do in October, which was dead nice, is me and Alex went home to that Ireland. That looked really nice. Um, and something I never said on Instagram, but Alex proposed again. Oh. He got down on one knee where he was supposed to get it's down original. on one knee before... Yeah, exactly. Because obviously we had to get engaged in England because of... If you don't know, Alex is Irish, actually. I should preface this point. Um, <laughs> I love that. Like, I just assume that everybody knows everything about me <laughs> just like just chatting away yeah no uh yeah Alex proposed again so that was so I, I got engaged again in October that, that was, was nice. exciting yeah that was cool really nice uh yeah I went back to Ireland oh I had my first oh I'll tell you what I did do I got my coil taken out oh you did yeah I had my marina you coil did. taken out so I, had, I, I had a period my first one in six years oh I had in October God. I got mine taken out this week Last no, week. last week. Sorry. Um, Did you have a period yet? No. So or, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. Excited. I'm having. It. I'm currently right this minute having my third. 
Are you? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's all right. I'm a little bit worried it's not going to come. But <laughs> I just I feel like it's been so long. I, I'm like, do I trust it to just come back? No, it will. It, it, it comes out of nowhere. Okay. I was just standing, minding my own business. I was actually holding a a baby toy in the shape of two massive boobs, which I thought was really weird. And then <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, my ovaries. Yeah, I was, yeah literally, just like ignited <laughs> something. Girl. I was like, oh Christ. Uh, yeah, and then they just sort of went, which was weird. I've been wearing. Uh, period pants again like obviously I've not needed them for ages and that's been really cool I've, I've been wearing wookas um, that's been nice that's been fun I've actually really yeah. enjoyed it it's been weird like I've, I can't believe I'm enjoying something that I hated obviously but this yeah. is my first time in like 12 13 years with no hormonal yeah and that's quite nice that you're just like, connected to your body yeah I'm alright yeah. like I'm fine I was a bit concerned that I would loathe myself uh, and yeah. I don't, so that's cool. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we're fine. I'm slightly worried about PMT, but we'll deal with that. Oh, as it I comes. was absolutely awful on Friday. Yeah. I was so rude, and I was like, "What's happening?" And then on Saturday morning, I was like, <laughs> "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> so November, a bit of good news. We've got good news oh here. Oh my god, it's taken eleven months and how many hours? <laughs> good news! Yay! Yay! Britney Spears conservative. Yay! conservatorship finally came to an end that was good news that was really good that news. was really good news yeah. what a day what a day what a day that's all i have to say i about mean it, yeah really. that I'm was extraordinary that was extraordinary and i now listen to britney's music that i when i tell you i was the biggest britney spears fan like i really oh, it was my first cassette that i ever bought was the britney oh baby uh, baby one more time obviously. yeah <laughs> and then i got up in year five and i performed britney's rendition of i love rock and oh roll oh my god in front of we my whole footage. school i had a pink uh we, oh my god there better be footage i had i went to dorothy perkins and i bought a uh a pink i, I bought my mum bought a pink like pale pink uh skirt that w was awful Oof. and it went down to the ground on wow. me because I was like wow. year five whatever that is like ten and it went down to the ground and they took it my mum my took it in at the waist so it fitted me on the waist and then Aww. I wore these like plastic pearls and, I, and I, I still remember the dance so do you yeah, okay you if you're lucky. Uh, so yeah I love 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 Britney and I, I, I mean like, like how horrified were we when it came out that this was what she was I going know. through. I know. And then it was just, it was like beggar's belief. And it's opened up actually a really interesting conversation around conservatorships and yeah. and how, and, and, and uh, disability rights has been a huge, um, amazingly a huge conversation off the back of this because obviously like for Britney, it's, it's crazy and, and like uh, unreal that it's even happened. But it, amazing that it was such a high-profile case because it, it does now bring this conversation into the limelight and a lot of people with disabilities have conservatorships put on them that they then can't end. And and so right. that's, in, again, an important conversation that's coming forwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for her personally, yeah. like, what a, what a treat. She's what free. What a treat. She's free. I follow her on she Instagram can, now. I'm just like... She can go to the shop. Right. Yeah, just drive your car, go on holiday. <laughs> have a kid. Yeah, just do what you want. Um, yeah, she's thriving, isn't she? Um... So, personally, in November, I got married. Oh, my God, and my boob fell out at your wedding. Yes. <laughs> but back to you, got married. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and you didn't fall down the stairs. And I didn't fall down the stairs. And it was like, oh, the best day ever. Like, I'm, you're just, you're going to love yours. It's like, when people say, like, you do have the best day ever. And I, and I don't want to, like, put expectations on other people because I feel like people said that to me and I was like, just because they're saying that, just, beca just because of that, I know I'm not going to have a good day now. But actually, I had... You're so, you're so spiteful. Yeah, I'm so spiteful. <laughs> just because you said that, I'm going to have a shit wedding. <laughs> 
like that's actually chopping off your nose to spite your face. The time of my life. It was so much fun. It was. I mean, it was I, yeah, it was really fun. I. It wasn't my wedding. I just watched it, but it was cool. It, it was, was really. really you look dead nice, didn't you? Did I? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. really good. Miles away from how I look now. But. No, I disagree. But the whole the whole thing was absolutely stunning. You had so, it was so fun, and I got to eat. Three meals, you did. three courses. You did. Unreal. That never happens to a gluten-free out. vegan at a wedding. That was a lot. I know. That was. It was. That was. It wasn't too great. Good. So I didn't have a lot of friends at Alex's wedding just because I don't know. We just, just didn't. Just know didn't you know, we kind of became friends, and then there was a pandemic, so you know, didn't meet your friends. And uh, yeah, her sisters are dead nice, and I was having a lovely time, and I was just dancing, and, and my Alex went to the bar, so I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just hang out on the dance floor. So I was just <laughs> dancing, I was just grooving, I was just chilling with Alex's sisters, and uh, yeah, I was having a hoot. And then I walked into the bar, which is very well lit, by the way, to go and look for Alex, and I got through, and I had a chat with Alex's dad, uh, Alex Light's dad, Miss, Mr. Light, who had hosted a lovely day, and I said, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This has been so great. And he was like, yeah, no worries. And then I spoke to another girl who was so nice <laughs> and had a really long chat with her and then I got to my Alex and I got to the bar and he just looked at me and was like oh my god your boob I was like oh, oh my god has Mr Light seen my whole boob <laughs> Mr. Light. Um, and then I put on Alex's waistcoat my Alex see this is very confusing. confusing put on my Alex's waistcoat and I went back in and he was like no 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 you look really cool and I was like okay thank god and then I, I got back to the dance floor and Dave this Alex's now husband just took one look at me and he was like and you look really weird. <laughs> I was like, you know what, Dave? So do you, but I, I'm polite enough not to say anything. Stop <laughs> um, Yeah. You did um, look funny. That was so good. Dracula. Um, yeah, so yeah, I did look like Dracula, to be fair. Yeah, so bad. That was really embarrassing. Uh, but so, I am in your wedding book. I'm really scared you're going to get your wedding photos back and there's just going to be... So, I can't wait. Spot my the boob. Nipple. <laughs> Spot the like, boob. Wally? <laughs> So that was fun. Yeah, no, it was oh, good. It was so and then, nice. Are you enjoying being married now? Yeah. Is it I different? Mean, it's so different, oh. I don't think. Then it's quite nice being like my point? husband. What's like that's why I keep thinking. But then I like I'm 33 and he's 36, so it feels it feels like we should be husband and wife anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it feels like we're grown up enough to be that anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely are grown up. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fun. That so, was nice. We've, we're going to the Maldives in, in January, which I'm so excited for. Oh, well, Jill. It's literally all of our life I've already savings, asked to come but... in your suitcase. Yeah. Top and tail with us in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so intimate. <laughs> um, oh, my God. When you're in the Maldives, I'm just going to be lying at home looking like a bowerbon again. Oh, you are? Please, can I come? A Please. I won't even talk. I won't be able to talk because <laughs> my mouth will be stuck shut again. <laughs> I'll just be no in the trouble. <laughs> I'll just be a bit swole in the corner. <laughs> just ruin your wedding. Um, again. So, we are at the end of the year. Well, not really. We've not, we've not got through the December. Does Does anything, that, has anything happened? N- yes. Oh, yes. sorry. Sorry. Okay. So, we're obviously not that far through December as we're recording this. But I wanted to flag Dr. Alex George's campaign, Post Your Pill. Yes, that's been stunning. Which I am so obsessed with. I think it's so cool. Like, it's exactly what we all need to, like, further dismantle the stigma and the taboo around mental health and having to take medication for your mental health. Like, it's still a really big deal for a lot of people and there's still a lot of shame around it. So I thought that was so cool. Like, I honestly, I wanted to, like, give him a, a... 
a handshake. A handshake? Don't It'd know. be weird. Give him a hug. <laughs> give him a hug. Yeah. I don't know. The guy's done a great thing. Don't just shake his hand. Give him a hug. You know, shake his hand. <laughs> yeah. um, or clap on the back. There yeah. you go. That's what I meant. Yeah. Give him a clap on the back. Isn't it so cool? I feel like we have so shot cool. on social media from a great height this whole episode. But actually, what he's doing yeah. is just social media at its like absolute best. Totally. So many people have like, well, literally posted their pills. Yeah. And explain the story behind them as well. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, obviously like... Did you watch this documentary? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so... You were getting is married at the time it came out, to be fair. Like, I literally think I watched it. Okay. Um, watch after it. your wedding. It's so okay, good. I'm it's so it. good. I did it, that forgetting the conversation of male mental health. Yeah. It's so, it makes me so frustrated because obviously I've never been a, a man and... And it and it's really hard to speak on any authority with any helpfulness really about male mental health. And it's just so great to see men standing up and like taking the stage and like and just and having this conversation because it's so powerful. And that's really lovely. Super powerful. And that just reminded me of um, Freddie Flintoff's documentary. Did you see it? Yeah. About his ongoing battle with bulimia. And yeah. it was so vulnerable. And we're just not used to seeing and that. And Roman Kemp did an amazing one as yeah. well um, about about male mental health. And that was just like, I was, I mean, that was unreal as well. Like I, I was in absolute bits watching that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, that it, That's been really cool this year actually as well, just to, to, yeah. see, people, to see men opening up. And, and again, not that, you know, it's a, it's a big responsibility. It's a really big responsibility to take on, but it's um, incredibly powerful, isn't it? So powerful. And lovely to see. And, well, I think our personal highlight for December has to be starting our podcast. Yeah, well, it could also be a catastrophic low light. Like, <laughs> yeah. the reviews are going to come in. They'll be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was like one big rant. Yeah. Like, we couldn't distinguish between the two of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Random months. <laughs> they both laugh like seals. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to clarify that the laugh is M's laugh, not Alex's laugh. M's laugh. It's a really bad laugh. I'm really aware of it. <laughs> no, it's a nice laugh. I like it. Thanks. Well, I think that's the year wrapped up. Yeah, Four so I feel like later. the only thing left for us to do is uh, sing you out. Alex actually claimed to sound to sing like Beyonce earlier. So. No, no, I said I can hold a tune, but I'm no Beyonce. <laughs> okay, I can hold a tune. <laughs> it's such a claim. I'm so excited. It doesn't mean you're getting one, but I can yeah, hold one. But I can hold one. <laughs> if you're here and you've made it to the end, thank you so much. And wow. Yeah, and we're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so grateful and also so sorry. Um, and I guess, yeah, this is going out just after Christmas. So I hope everyone's yeah. had a really lovely Christmas. Oh, yeah. And also, if you haven't had a really lovely Christmas, then just to say, that's okay. Yeah. You'll have a lovely time again. And I know Christmas can be really shit for loads a lot of, people. of people struggle with christmas yeah. yeah so actually this is just a note to say if you've had a really bad christmas that's cool no yeah. drama doesn't yeah. say doesn't say anything about you don't worry about it lots of people do yeah loads of people no one ever talks about that no tell you what no one ever says that on social media no. oh it was awful like it was awful no one ever says like oh yeah my i don't know my granny said something offensive i was and... gonna say yeah <laughs> it's normally like a family member says something that like triggers you or not triggers you but like puts you in a stink yeah Oh, I don't is that, know. Is that yeah. right? Cooks you meat. I don't know. Oh, cooks you meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're a vegan. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, just, yeah. So if you haven't had a, Christmas, haven't had a great one, then uh, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. 
This is this and is we're even ending this on a miserable note. <laughs> not have been positive at least for Christmas we are going to be so positive like just you wait we've got so much positivity in store yeah this podcast is absolutely nothing like what it's going to be next year we have a proper I promise you we have a proper format this was we've got a proper structure like this was just to get everything off our chests and to ease us in you know we needed to be eased into this podcast world thanks for joining us well, all the usual, you know, what do people do at the end of podcasts? Ask to like to subscribe and like and leave a five star review. That but would be nice. You know what? I just I don't even think you should leave a review because I not? just I, I think to leave five stars would be disingenuous. <laughs> and I think anything else would be too hurtful. And, and you know, if I please. haven't had a shit Christmas, that'll make me have one. So yeah, please don't leave a bad review. Just until... don't worry about the reviews. If you just yeah. Well, a good one would be all right. I was going to say, if you like it, then please review it. If you don't, please don't. (laughs) Is that how it works? I don't know. I I can't take criticism. Yeah, Um, we're incredibly fragile. Before we get another bollocking and chucked out because we have been here, like we have well and truly overstayed our welcome. It's gone dark. It was supposed to be 11 till 1 and it is now 4 o'clock. That's so bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's so bad. We are three hours behind. We Can need I just to say go. the word one more time? This is incredibly indicative of what we're going to be creating next year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crikey. So, yeah. buckle in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for being here. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.